0: I'm
1: Anya
0: and I'm Ashley and this is the ANA Podcast
1: where we talk about Jesus, apologetics, theology, and more. We hope to provide
0: a biblical perspective on issues facing young adults today and pray our conversations will draw you closer to the heart of Jesus through each episode.
1: Welcome to the ANA Podcast.
0: And welcome back to the ANA podcast. Before this episode kicks off, I just have a few items of note. Number one is that this will be the first part of a couple part series. We're not quite sure how many. Um, Anya and I sat down with one of her good friends to discuss the American education system. Our conversation ended up being an hour and a half... <laughs> So we decided to break this episode into two different parts, um, and so if if it feels a little bit like here and there, or like you just jump in at a random time and jump right out, it's because you do. Um, <laughs> so I had to kind of cut it down, cut things down. You'll end up hearing all of it at some point, it's just I had to move things around. So if you feel like you're just jumping into a random conversation, it's because you are. Um, but thanks for bearing with us there. This was literally such a fun episode to record after we hung up recording we ended up talking for an hour and a half extra so literally Catherine is one of the smartest women i've ever met in my life um it was a great time to record number two um so i'm recording this part on my ipad i you guys (laughs) i'm trying my best i really am with the microphone and i thought i was like yes ashley you have it figured out this time your microphone is down suffice to say it was not down and it was (laughs) it was kind of loud at some point so i'm very very sorry about that one um i hope i don't blow at your eardrums it i listened to it with headphones in and it was like pretty much fine but some laughs are louder than others <laughs> so just be aware of that thank you for bearing with me as i figure out technology know that i really am trying to figure it out um i'm recording this on my ipad because when i tried to record it with my microphone this last time it was too quiet so i don't really know what i'm doing i guess is the moral of the story but anyway that's neither here nor there i hope you enjoy today's episode
1: I I could just probably just start off with welcoming everybody to this week's episode of the ANA podcast. Um, I have a little bit of housekeeping here before we get started. Um, If you don't already know, we post new episodes every other week. We just wrapped up a three-part series on what the gospel is and what it is not. Um, and how to live it out. And if you haven't listened to those, we would highly recommend you go back and listen to them. Um, there's a link in our bio on Instagram, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Okay. So all that to say, we are going today, we're going to be talking about the current state of education. And you kind of already heard, we have a surprise guest today. Bum, ba, ba, bum. So before we kind of officially introduce her, I think... Um we should kind of just open up in prayer and read our bible verse. So Ashley, do you would you be willing to open in prayer for us? Yeah, girl, you want to read the bible verse then? Sure. Okay. Dear Jesus, I thank you for tonight
0: and I thank you for opportunities like this. Um <laughs> we're in all different parts of the country, Lord, but through technology we're able to meet um and talk about you and apply it to um the education system. And I just pray that everything that we would say and do would be honoring and glorifying to you, Lord, um, help our conversation be profitable and to be unifying, even on this difficult topic. Um, I thank you for both Catherine and Anya, I pray that you would bless all the words that come out of our mouths today. Read my I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. So our Bible verse for today comes from John 17 through 16, and skipping down to verse 19, which reads, I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own as it is. You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. So I I kind of, um, Our reason for talking about this today is, well, we're all educators. (laughs) We'll talk Mm -hmm. about that in just a second. Um, We did some polling on our Instagram stories. Thank you so much if you participated. Um, There were 90% of you that said that you were public schooled and 10% of you um, said that you were homeschooled. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was kind of cool that I wanted to share before we get um, into the meat of what we're going to be talking about today. And, so sorry, Anya. One
0: person answered option D all three of them. Wait, <laughs> so what? Was, Yeah. He messaged me later and was like, actually I've done all of them. So hmm. anyway, that was just a random tidbit.
1: Fun tidbit. Okay. <laughs> and so why are we talking about education? Well, as you kind of probably already heard, Ashley, Catherine, and I, Anya, we are all education majors. Um, and we're all kind of in different phases of education. So Ashley, you're still working on your degree. Mm -hmm. Um, I am currently, I've graduated with my education degree, but now I'm at home um, as a stay-at-home mom, and I thought the perfect person to bring on for this topic um, was my friend, Catherine. We're going to be introducing you. Woo-woo! Hi. (laughs) Would you like to kind of introduce yourself, Catherine, and um, just talk more about what you're doing and... um, like different, uh, different things that you've accomplished in your, in your um, education degree and stuff like that? Um, well, thanks for having me
2: on here, Anya and Ashley. Um, I think it's great to have these conversations about mm-hmm. these topics, because mm-hmm. um, ultimately, education is our future. Um, and it's just a great opportunity to set up the next generation in just a strong way. So I think it It benefits from a lot of thought and discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, I am Catherine and I got my degree in secondary education. So um, for those of you who don't have the education lingo down, that basically just means sixth through twelfth grade. I'm qualified to teach science or history. Um, I got my degree in 2020. um, And Uh, Although I didn't get a graduation ceremony, I was really blessed to get a job. And so Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. went right into the field. And now I teach high school science to um, mostly freshman students, but uh, ninth grade. But I have students of all grades. And um, my schedule rotates slightly, but it tends to be uh, biology or earth science.
1: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Um, (laughs) And Catherine, I want to share just some really interesting and cool things about you is, um, I guess I could ask the question, Catherine, what were you working on this summer? <laughs> so I did have the opportunity to intern with NASA
2: last summer. Um,
1: yes. No big deal. Literally NASA, literally <laughs> NASA.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, so great privilege to do that um, last summer. And um, this summer I was, um, I was, accepted into the biology summer um, institute which will be uh, a program um, done by Indiana University so I'm excited to, to do that this summer. wow wow so
1: okay for those of the listeners that don't know what exactly did you do with your internship with NASA and um, what are you going to be doing with this biology institute this summer so with NASA, it was a
2: specifically science teacher internship. So I got to have like a front seat view to the students experience because there was also a high school internship going on at the same time. Um, I got to virtually meet astronauts, chief <sighs> NASA officials, uh, scientists, things like that. And then we also got to access the NASA um, uh one of their genomics databases, and we designed uh, lessons to kind of bring the idea of genomics, which is just like big data um, analysis and biology, uh, how we could bring um, the space biology data they've gathered from their space experiments to, um, to students through lessons. So that's what we did last summer. Wow. And, um, this summer, I I don't know a lot about it because I actually got accepted today. <gasps> wow, <laughs> congrats. Good job, girl.
1: <laughs> I know, I was just gonna say I haven't heard anything before <laughs> I yeah, haven't heard I you was tell like, me about this at all. So this is so exciting. I'm so excited I, for you. I was like, is this April Fools? I'm like
2: is April <laughs> April Fool's? Um and hopefully not. Um but it like I would essentially join an ongoing research project that's going on, a biology research project and um, join for a week and like get to experience the life of a researcher and then um, I get a portion of the day to collaborate with teachers from I think all over the state of Indiana perhaps some outside of the state but I think it's just for the state of Indiana and um, collaborate with them get to network with them and the professors and build lessons to take back to my classroom
0: oh my yeah. That, I like, I'm so like, I'm speechless right now. This is <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my goodness. You're so uh,
2: sweet,
0: <laughs> man. Like literally that is, I don't even have words and that, and I usually do. Um, <laughs> Catherine and Anya, I want to know, were you, when you were growing up, were you, where did you fall on the education? I don't know if not really a spectrum, but how were you educated? Were you in the public school system, homeschooled, private schooled? So um,
2: I went to a private preschool that was okay. run, out a, um, run out of a church, but it wasn't like uh, religious. What I remember, it was just sort of run out of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's kind of to be expected, because we don't really have public preschool, mostly. Mm-hmm. There's some public programs, but not wide scale. And then um, public school, K through 12, and then public state university for both my undergrad and I'm currently working on my master's, so.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> Good for you. For, for my education, I went to a private um, a private preschool uh, through a church, and they had a uh, Christian curriculum that was taught. Um my mom debated whether or not to homeschool me or send me to school, um, and she ultimately, and my dad, they ultimately landed on sending me to um, public uh, public school. Mm. And then I graduated from a public education um, school, and then went on to get my um, my degree at a secular college. So. Um, I guess I could pass that question off to you, Ashley, as well. So, what what's your experience in the education system? Yeah, I since
0: play school, which is like pre preschool, I've been public schooled or whatever. Um, yeah, and through twelfth grade, and then I went to a um, Bible college for two years and graduated there. And now I'm in um, just good old. Good old state-run university. So, (laughs) (laughs) public school for most of my life, except for two years. It's so interesting to hear um, just the differences, but also the similarities that we all have going to the through the K twelve system. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we all kind of have that like we all have that in common is we all have gone through the public education system. So, yep. and then we're all educators as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all, all three of us are Christians. And so I think we have yep. a really, really unique perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not, I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about, so. Um, I'm like super interested to get more into some of our like listener questions and stuff like that. Um, the, so one of the questions what well it was not most necessarily a question but more of a comment that it's hard for teachers to bring about meaningful changes in the system um what so, are your go ahead i'm so Ashley. sorry you're good i'm so sorry it's hard not to like
0: <laughs> cut <laughs> off in here because anyway um so we pulled the our followers and asked what concerns they had with the public education system. And so that was the first one is um, it's hard for teachers to bring up meaningful, meaningful changes in the system. And this actually came from another Christian educator um, that I know. So sorry, Anya continue. No,
1: you're good. Oh my goodness. Um, you're totally fine. Catherine, what do you, what do you, I guess what's your experience with trying to bring about change and um Yeah, especially within the public education system. What's your take on that as a Christian educator?
2: Yeah, so um, it's super interesting to me that your last series was um, what is the gospel and what is it not, right? Um, And I think it's always a helpful perspective to think what is the public school system and what is it not, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimately, you know, Uh, we've the public school system is set up with the idea of separation of church and state, right? Mm -hmm. So there are going to be pretty strict boundaries about what is discussed. Um, and for good reason. Uh, but it, so there's a lot of legality at the local state and national level uh, responding specifically religion, but, um, even outside of religion, even just like laws around uh, special education, laws around funding well and funding sources you know uh, regulations about teacher duties or what teacher can teachers can say or not say like teaching is I think there's this illusion of the person in the classroom just shutting the door and making all the decisions themselves mm-hmm. and the reality is, there is a ton of laws and regulations that are on the school system. So consequently, people are right to say that um, in many cases, teachers have a very limited scope about the power they have to make a change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the individual power to change students' lives and things like that is is immense and, and something that every educator should take seriously and um, a Christian educator should remember, especially that, um, that, you know, you're impacting, you know, their future um, and their, their hearts and and their souls and everything like that. Um, But, you know, the, the power to be like, to make structural changes um, or legal changes is limited. So, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a super good point. I think like, one thing that I've really re- realized is just how standardized everything is and the government, like, one of my biggest gripes is just how much the government has gotten involved with education and it does make it hard for educators to just teach children. Like, there's so much, there's just yeah. so much that goes into it that, like, you think that you're just going to be teaching these kids their ABCs and one two threes, but you're not. Like, there's so much that goes into it. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I... It's interesting. um, There is this uh, narrative um, that is is really negative about teachers and schools in our country um, and that there's this need for accountability on the other side of it. Um, Yet when you survey parents, it's very interesting to see they rate their local teachers and their local schools as. A's or B's Mm. and they rate because they're like oh my my kids teachers are hardworking. my schools try their best then they rate the nation's schools at the large at like a D. Really? Yeah so there's this media perception that our schools are broken our schools are failing our teachers don't care but the reality is as I'm sure both of you can speak of like I put my heart and soul into this. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it is a labor of love, and like every single teacher I know is
0: is the same way. So. Mm. That's a really good point. Um, yeah, it's it's such a weird time to be going into the education field because, like you're saying, Catherine, um, teachers are villainized. Like, it seems like I don't know. There's either a really negative perception of teachers or like almost a heroic like teachers are looked at as heroes. And I don't know, like, it's, (laughs) I think we're just people like it's, and there are obviously some really bad teachers and some really good teachers. And so I don't know. I think all educators just get lumped into one, one category, whichever way you look at it. And there's never like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No,
2: we all get lumped in one category. And I think, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's this very um, this very Christian idea that um, nobody's perfect, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but that, you know, with God's help and with um, reaching out with other people, we can really do good in this world. Um, and I, I totally agree with you. There's this, like, martyr villain, like, spectrum that yeah. people... The people put them on rather than just being like caring, dedicated, loving people who make mistakes
0: and Mm -hmm. are human.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Oh, that's so true that you're so eloquent. Oh, my goodness. Like, seriously.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Ashley is like everyone's hype person. Everyone should hire (laughs) Ashley to hype them up.
0: (laughs) I don't know about that, but I'm just like, dang, girl. Um, Anya, what do you have to what do you have to say?
1: Yeah, I think the media has portrayed a lot of things in, like, such a negative light, um, from, it's, I don't know, it's just such a shame that teachers are not able to, like, help make the system better, I guess. Um, Yeah. I mean, you can, like, join teachers unions and stuff like that, um. But I guess, Catherine, what is your, what's your opinion on, or what are your thoughts on, like, teachers' unions overall? Um, I'm
2: so glad you asked me that, Anya. I think this is another very misunderstood aspect of the education field. Um, Teachers' unions um, provide valuable protections to teachers in the workplace, um, including but not limited to legal protection if a parent... Um, or, or the school were to sue you or uh, take legal action against you, uh, the union would provide a lawyer for that, um, which is a huge benefit to teachers, especially in our current climate of things nowadays. Um, it also provides a way for teachers to make their voices heard in a more united fashion as well, too. Um, what a union is not is it's not um, protecting bad teachers um, everyone I know in the union has uh, and the principals because I've actually had to interview both for for grad school have really had the focus on quality education for students mm-hmm. and, and they're at least in my experience there's been no shielding of somebody who's committed an egregious fault mm-hmm. um, it's not um, like a super powerful monolith that just bullies things around I think there's this idea that like The teachers union is like this all-powerful force but i think when you actually see the reality of teachers wages working conditions classroom sizes things like that you'll you'll realize that um that that is more of just a myth than anything because obviously if the union was like a huge monolith of power like you wouldn't have those issues going on if, if they were advocating to solve them, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, what do you,
1: um? <laughs> sorry for interrupting you, Catherine. What do you think is the biggest issue facing the public education system today?
2: Um, I think it all comes down to a lack of trust of educational professionals. Mm-hmm. Well, Interesting. Um, all of these standardized tests, they just sort of imply that teachers and principals can't accurately assess what student knowledge is. Mm. Um, Preach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these X, these li- um, limited funding, because we, you know, we got to make sure, you know, schools aren't getting too much money. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's just not trusting people to spend money responsibly on our children, mm-hmm. even though the amount of money and um, we spend, uh, and invest into education is, uh, so much less than it w- what it costs for the criminal justice system. So if you save a child, um, and I know saving is a loaded word in education, but if you put a child on a right path in education and you keep them out of the criminal justice system, you benefit society as a whole in numerous ways. Yet, um, yet we underfund the education system and, and sort of try to deal with those problems reactively at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then also like scripted curriculum or di- uh, different things like that, that just like doesn't trust teachers to like adapt lessons as they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've even seen schools where they've like eliminated recess time so they can fit
1: the scripted <sighs> curriculum. in. Oof you know? Oh, no. I just I know from personal experience in an elementary school classroom, that is so detrimental to kids, like to not have them be outside and playing. And oh, my goodness, it's, it's just miserable for them. Kids need to be outside. They need to be playing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They need to be kids, ultimately. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so true. And Catherine, as you were saying, like those standardized tests, I, yeah. since mm-hmm. coming into the, let me start that over, since pursuing an education degree and learning more about the system and like everything, I've just been struck by how inaccurate those tests are. Like they're so arbitrary, yet they determine yes. so much. And it's just, it's so dumb. And like you were saying, kids are not getting recess. They're being forced to, um, teachers are forced to use these uns unsubstantiated practices in order to increase test scores from like preschool. Yeah, it's just it's it's amazing. And when we compare test scores to other countries, the the tests don't even line up with each other. So like the (laughs) rankings are somewhat arbitrary. And so to be like, oh, these preschoolers need to be sitting down doing worksheets, doing all these things rather than playing and letting their little minds grow. um, It's just it's bonkers to me. And I have a heart for the littlest learners and Catherine yes. I know you said that you're more higher level and so it's just it's just so I don't know I've just been so maddened by the fact that we're not we're not educating children in ways that their minds work naturally um in order to just bolster ourselves in in the world
2: I don't know it's yeah yeah and interestingly enough as part of my grad school um learning my classes I uh, actually read a bunch of articles and like we America has never been at the top of any of those standardized Mm -mm. tests in fact we've slightly improved our position over time in them um in some cases but yet you know we sent the first man to the moon yes you know (laughs) we had the technological advances we are the research capital of the world people want to come and study at our colleges mm-hmm. you know what i mean
0: why exactly
2: innovation free thought creativity freedom, yeah you know like things like that yeah you know, so mm-hmm.
0: that's so true and like yeah what are why the heck do we want these test scores if that's been consistent throughout history like america excels because of because of that the free thought the innovation like yes it's just bonkers to me that we're so concerned about these test scores it's like like, and I guess that maybe gets down to the, to the foundation of what the like, what is the education system for? Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: What do you guys, what are your thoughts on that?
1: This kind of plays into, I think, um, some of the hot topics of today. Um, and actually one of our listeners had a comment about that um, on our Instagram poll. They, they said, um, and I quote, the public education system takes away the, the rights of parents and indoctrinates youth with the prevailing, prevailing cultural worldview and thoughts of the day. So some hot topics right now would include evolution, um, LGBTQ plus issues and sex education. Um, I guess, Catherine, what are your thoughts on that? So, um, I guess so I, th- I I could I see this it- going two ways because I know that um I would like to know as a as a teacher, I would like to know what your thoughts are. And also as a Christian, mm-hmm. what is your what is your view of this?
2: Uh yeah, great. Uh yeah, I'm happy to answer that. I think um I think indoctrinating is always a loaded word, right? Um, And uh, you have to understand that a certain amount of education is indoctrinating, right? You're Mm -hmm. teaching them something that you feel is necessary for them to learn, right? Um, I think for me, I personally, sometimes I like, I feel like my heart feels a little grieved, both as a teacher and a Christian, like, um, like, I'm a member of your community, you know who I am, you know, mm-hmm. you, I shop at your shops, I worship at church, you know, I go in the community, and I spend time with you, like, I'm not, like, droned in by the government and dropped yeah. down, you know, to, like, indoctrinate your kids, you know, so, like, mm-hmm. um, so, I think sometimes that language, which, again, I, I, I don't want to, like, be an like, a, like, oh, it's all the media, you know? Um, but like, I think sometimes that's like really hyped up in the media because mm-hmm. it like sensationalizes the stories and then it becomes mm-hmm. our language, even though the true language is that we're community members, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I th- personally, um, I, I think that, you know, education is going to teach things. Um, you are going to have the standards set by the state And so ultimately, if the state deems that they want to teach about a certain topic, the teachers will have to teach that Mm -hmm. point blank. So that can create some ethical dilemmas for uh, Christians, obviously. Um, And uh, but ultimately, I think there is a little bit of like a misplaced anger where it's like. Um, Ultimately, the state standards form the basis of the curriculum. So it's like uh, if people have questions about what is being taught in their schools, that that is the fundamental basis of what is going to be taught. Mm -hmm. Um, And the individual teacher may or may not share those beliefs, but are obligated to follow the curriculum, sometimes scripted, sometimes not scripted, but you're expected to teach what everybody else on your team is teaching. Mm -hmm. So, so there's that, um, with that. And then I think as a Christian, um, I think, uh, I think like with, uh, seeing what is going on in the world today, I think there's really a lot of areas of life that, um, that are sort of, uh, changing the social values of society. Right. Mm -hmm. So, it is difficult. and Like our Bible verse said, like, you know, the world, it, it's going to be hard, right? So, uh, so it, it, it's difficult in that sense of like, it's not just education. It's also, you know, the movies we see, the news we see, the social mm-hmm. media we interact with, the even what people will say on the street, and they just expect everybody around them to agree with them. So um, I, I do take comfort in knowing that as Christians, we know the end of the story, you Mm -hmm. know, this is not the end of the story. Um, ultimately Jesus wins. Um, and you know, uh, things, things go good, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and we're called as Christians to just live authentically as we, as we can, you know, um, and to preach the gospel live authentically and invite people to experience Christ. So uh, that's
0: where I'm at with that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) No, that was great. When we were talking about indoctrination, I think it's really interesting. There's like something that's been interesting to me is the breakdown of like the American family and what that's done to the education system, because there's a blurring between parental responsibilities and the responsibilities of teachers. Um, Yet, so it's like parents often don't take responsibility for what they should be teaching their kids. Like these, these moral values, these other things like that um, sex ed, you know, things like that. Um, and they, they place it onto the education system. And so when these teachers start teaching children, these things, cause they're not learning it at home, then parents are like, no, you shouldn't be teaching that, but they're not getting it anywhere. And so I'm not saying that we should be teaching students uh, sex ed starting in preschool I'm not saying that we should be teaching kids about sexuality because I don't think that we should in my my philosophy of education is I'm there to teach reading writing arithmetics you know whatever to set you up for for um your career and to be a productive member of society I don't want to be at school teaching you about sex ed like <laughs> I think that's yeah. up to the parents and I think that like we need <laughs> we need more clarity in that. And it's just, we're as I'm so sorry. I'm like going off. The family has just ended up outsourcing things everywhere. So you go to church for morality, you go to school for literally everything at home. We just feed you. Like that's what parents roles are, but we need to, I think we just need to change. Like we just need to change that mentality and bring it back to the home. Because if that happens, I think there'd be so many less problems. I don't know what you guys have to add to that
2: do you mind me jumping in really fast on this Anya?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So I, I was just like snapping my fingers along as you went because I do think, I do think that's a crux of the issue where there's, um, there's a complicated parental relationship with the school, right? Where they mm-hmm. want them to do a lot of stuff yet. They, they want the control over it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and ultimately you're right that like so- sometimes the roles are getting blurred where it's like parent, counselor, social worker, teacher, mm-hmm. um, f- friend, big sister, you know, like like it- it's blurring. And and then so, you know, and, and I think everybody involved can see like, oh, maybe I don't sit well with that. You know, maybe I don't sit well with kind of that blurring, but they don't do anything about it.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and I totally agree with you, like, The home is the center, you know, and, uh, you know, the Bible says, train your child up in the way that they should go and they will not depart from it. You know, it doesn't say send your kid out to a bunch of camps, (laughs) a bunch of clubs, this and that, and they'll, they'll live the life that you want for them by learning from other people and never from you.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm.
2: And so, so I agree with that, and um, and I think as Christians, that's an area where we can definitely take, um, we definitely should take a sense of responsibility. Like God has charged me to to train up my children properly, mm-hmm. and we can have all the discussions about the public school system and whatever uh, that we want. But ultimately, God's not holding the public school system. Yeah. accountable to raise my children I
0: he's holding Oof. yeah girl <laughs> that's so good Anya do you have something anything to add as a mom <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Anya yeah, i you a, have a baby
1: I know I've done a lot of thinking about this um because I think it is ultimately my responsibility as a mother For the education of my child Um, and the things that, you know, my child learns um, and is exposed to is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the teacher's responsibility. Yeah. Um, I think... Teachers, and I'm speaking as a teacher myself, teachers are wonderful, wonderful people, and um, they can help and aid parents in instructing their kids in various topics like reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, mm-hmm. I think w- the w- one thing that I think the public education system sometimes lacks in is the morality of things mm-hmm. um yeah. i think that that those lines can get blurred because it is not the responsibility of the teacher to be teaching morality yeah it's ultimately the parent's responsibility um so I guess, Catherine, I'm interested in kind of hearing what what are your overall thoughts on, um, on the public school system? I guess.
2: Interesting. Um, yeah, and I think, um, uh, educate uh, Horace Mann, who's the founder of public education. Well, not I not guest founder, but he was a promoter, early promoter. Um, He said that education is the great equalizer, Mm -hmm. and that was his vision for education, that no person, how poor or how rich they are, um, male or female, what race they are, um, anything like that, um, special education accommodations, nobody should be barred from being given the education to help maximize their opportunities and equalize the playing field for having a good life. Um, and I think it's such a noble mission. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. so noble and um, so many dedicated people who want to do this. They want to help kids. Um, I, I think, I think it has a lot of good stuff in it. And I think we don't talk about the good enough Um And as Christians, I think that's one way we could pray for our pray and live out for our teachers and school systems, is just say a prayer of thankfulness for uh, the school system or teacher when something good happens, and uh, and tell them (laughs) and tell them about it, Mm -hmm. Um, because um, Christians, one of our gifts as Christians, spiritual gifts, is encouragement. And we should really be pumping encouragement out to our communities when we see good things happen. Because ultimately, I think there's so much negative feedback about the public school system and the things we don't like and the things we would change and stuff like that. And thinking about it, it's like, if we start pumping, like we do like this stuff, we like this stuff, we're encouraging you in this stuff, that positive stimulus, could even encourage and shape the public school system to grow and be better, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you're, you're having that positive uh, reinforcement as well too. So um, I think the public school system has a lot of strengths, uh, but ultimately we just need more trust for our educational professionals. We need to ensure that we are serving as a place where students of all cultures, religions, backgrounds, abilities, um, anything can come and receive an education that enables them to live their life and honors and honors the unique people they are, um, and that and that requires um, trust of our teachers and ultimately, I would say, increased funding as well too.
0: that's the abrupt ending I was talking about. (laughs) Be sure to check back in two weeks for the second part of this episode. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. It was literally so fun to record. So until next time, I hope you have such a great day
1: and I'll talk at you later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the A a Podcast. Have any topics you'd like to hear discussed or questions you'd like
0: answered? Find us on Instagram at aapod2022 or send us an email at aandapod22 at gmail.com. Again, that's at aapod2022 and aandapod22 at gmail.com.
1: You can tune in to the a a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and find links to listen on our Instagram page or on our website. Please leave a like and comment so that others can find this podcast and get connected to Jesus.
0: May the Lord strengthen and guide you today and always. And we can't wait to see you on next week's episode of the podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Woohoo!